6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. 22-23 offices of the Legislative Assembly Estimates and the 2022-23 Government Estimates. In addition, Mr. Speaker, I also wish to table the 2022... That is Finance Minister Travis Taves has just risen in the legislature and he is presenting his budget. The 2022-2023 budget. And by all accounts, it looks pretty rosy. Now, we're not going to play the whole speech because we have had 6.30 Ched senior anchor Eileen Bell in, well, they call it lockup, but she has been looking very closely at this budget. So she's going through this thick document. She's done that all day, and she's going to cut to the chase for us. Eileen, thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome, Angela. It's great to be with you. It's it's great to be able to talk to somebody. <laughs> no kidding. You've been in that lockup for a long time. And going through the documents. Now, we only have a couple of minutes here. Yeah. We're going to dive into it even deeper in the next half hour. But definitely give us uh, some of the highlights and what we can look forward to. Well, uh, just to give you to start off with the big numbers, the revised figures show a $3.2 billion deficit for the year we're in now. Now, that sounds like a lot, but it's actually $15 billion less than they were predicting last year. Then the other big number is that next year they're expecting a $500 million surplus, and for another two years after that at least, they're also predicting surpluses. Now, in last year's budget, they hadn't even had the ability to predict when we would be back in the black. So it's not this year, but this year's a lot worse or a lot better than we expected, even though it's still a deficit. But starting next year, there will be a what they're calling a modest surplus of a half billion dollars. I wish I had a modest surplus in my bank account, if that's what that is. Anyway, and then uh, going on. Now, the thing that people are probably, um, the Premier's been hinting about and people are wondering about is the natural gas rebate. Now, it's got um, a, a fancier name to it, but um, there's details on how it will happening being uh, developed later for you so we don't know exactly the plan but it only kicks in if natural gas goes over 650 a gigajoule today it's sitting about 360 so you only get the rebate if, if natural gas almost doubles in price and it will only start october and run to march and those are normally the months where natural gas is the more expensive so they're thinking that we won't need it until october anyway even though i don't know i was, I was pretty cold when i walked out my door this morning um province says that most households small apartment buildings farms small industry and commercial businesses will be eligible under the program so just because we only have a few minutes i will let you know that there are three priorities that are spelled out in the budget enhancing government services that's health care education etc growing alberta's economy economy they're promising they're talking a lot about jobs that will let people make a sustainable and improve their lifestyles so they're saying i guess that you're going to get a better job through this program and then there's fiscal sustainability of course they want to be able to maintain being in the black so those are kind of the the highlights for it there is money for a lot of different individual projects 59 million dollars for the university of calgary's veterinary medicine expansion they want to address the shortage of large animal veterinarians across the province there's 41 million dollars for sate for a new center of excellence for their culinary program there's 38 million to replace the uh, chief medical examiner's office in calgary are you hearing the word calgary a lot 
I couldn't find the word Edmonton in the budget, but they did mention 49 million towards affordable housing. And I think that's where um, they're targeting starting their affordable housing plan. So I think that that's the money that seems to be specific for Edmonton at this time. Eileen, that's a great start. And we're going to delve into it even <laughs> deeper in the next half hour because, yeah, you're hearing a lot about Calgary. We'll find out about Edmonton in our next half hour with Eileen Bell from 630 Chance. Angela Coca hanging out with you this afternoon. Jalen Nye and Ted Henley off this afternoon. And it's a word we haven't heard come from a finance minister's mouth in this province for a while, surplus. But that's what we were hearing from Travis Taves as he is presenting his budget. Eileen Bell, 630 Chad News anchor, has had a chance to go over all the numbers for us. If you were with us in the last half hour, she said, yeah, surplus, not this year, next year, about 500,000 or 500 million. Wait a minute. I, I missed my zeros. Eileen, how good is it going to be in the next year, according to Travis Taves? 500 million and whether that's this year or next year depends I guess on how you read things last year's budget was the 21-22 this is the 22-23 budget so in the 22-23 we're looking at a 500 million dollar surplus but for the year that hasn't ended yet that doesn't end until the end of March of this year um, we're having a 3.2 billion dollar deficit but even though that sounds really bad, you have to remember that they were forecasting uh, to be $18 billion when last year's budget first came out. So they've actually improved it by $15 billion over this year. Now, you know, a lot of it is because of oil prices, right? And they're going wild and they're going even crazier now because of what's happening uh, with Russia and Ukraine. So Travis Taves was asked a lot about that today. And he was saying that, um, yes, they realize that that happens, but oil is always cyclical. So what they're doing is they're basing in this on a $70 per barrel uh, West Texas crude so that's what they're that's what they're basing it on even though it's like a hundred now so every every day it stays higher than 70 the province makes money but every time it goes lower they lose money and if, if you don't remember just a few years ago we were down to $20 a barrel so the price of oil has fluctuated just wildly in the last few years so it's um it's something that they're definitely looking at so more about the budget that came out today this is the first balanced budget since 2014 um, we have a, the turnaround a surge, they say, non-renewable resource revenue, which for the most part is oil. Alberta is anticipating $13.8 billion of revenue from oil and gas this year, where last year they were expecting only to get $2.9 billion. Um, operating expenditures are up by 2.3%. They've set a billion dollars away for contingency disasters. So that's natural disasters or any other kind of disaster that we might face. We've never really had that monster of a contingency fund before. They also have $750 million put ahead for COVID contingencies in case there is another strong wave of COVID. They want to have the funding in place for that. They've promised consumer energy rebates will come out of that COVID contingency fund. They say few details uh, in the budget though on that energy rebate. I was mentioning a little while ago, but Albertans will be eligible for rebates if the regulated rates increase past $6.50 a gigajoule for natural gas only between the months of 2022 and March of 2023. So 
in his news conference this afternoon, the finance minister was asked, well, what if it jumps up to that like next week? And he said they will start it earlier. But right now they're only anticipating that they might even be that high starting in October of 22. So the their province was focusing on three priorities, enhancing government services, and that encompasses almost everything you can think of, health care and education and all those things, growing Alberta's economy, and the points they said there were to develop what they call, and they use this phrase a lot in the budget, family and individual supporting jobs. So they're saying that those are jobs that will help you reach your aspirations. So they're focusing on developing jobs. They're planning a lot of that through extra funding to post-secondary programs that will be in the trades or other areas, computer development, things that are jobs of the future. They want to prepare Alberta's workforce for that. And they were saying that... Um, they were asked, uh, I can't remember which reporter brought up the question in the news conference, said, what are you going to say to Albertans who don't have a new job, they haven't gotten a budget increase, they're, they're thinking you're, you're spraying all the sunshine around and, and it, it doesn't seem to be hitting any of them yet. Um, they said, well, for them, just hang on, get the training, get the better job. So I don't know if that was a lot of really empathizing, but uh, it was it, it was the promise and, and the hope that they're going to uh, improve everybody's lives. Uh, for health highlights, the province will spend $22 billion on health. That's up $515 million from last year, so that's an increase of 2.4%. Uh, there's going to be further increases of 2.7% a year for the following two years. Now, $100 million of that will be spent to increase health care capacity. That includes more more ICU beds and they said where and which beds and what what facilities are going to get these beds and they say it's going to be a flexible program that will be able to go up or down based on what the immediate need was 64 million uh, will go to increase EMS capacity 133 million goes towards the Alberta Surgical Initiative, which is very controversial to some groups. That's where some private charter surgical facilities will take on more. Now, we, we've had this forever, like plastic surgery is done that way right now uh, in Alberta. A lot of eye surgery is done that way. Um, MRIs can be done that way if you want to jump the, the line. But the, pro the premier the other day was saying he was hoping that that could increase by 50%, the number of things done to help take down the waiting times uh, within the, the regular public system. And then the Alberta at Work program, this is something they're really, really pumping. Alberta's COVID recovery, they say, has been uneven. The province says employment continues to lag in some sectors, while other areas are facing skills shortages. The new program's designed to balance out those pressures. $600 million over three years will be invested in this Alberta at Work program. $72 million will go to Alberta colleges and charter schools, and that includes building new charter schools. 30 million over three years will go to apprenticeship programs. 171 million over three years will create 7,000 seats in high demand areas like high tech, finance, energy, and health. Now, want to get down to grade schools, K to 12, so high schools as well. They're increasing operating spending by 1.7%. 
251.3 million will be spent over three years to build 15 new schools. Now they did not give any details on where those schools will be, but they say that'll be shared in coming days. So this, this budget will be something that will keep on giving. All these announcements will, will spin out for a while. So there, there was quite a bit in the budget. Um, if we have time to go on at, at this point, infrastructure, not, not a lot of significant projects, although 474 million over three years for the Springbank Offstream Reservoir, uh, which will help with the Southern Alberta Flood Mitigation Project, which as you know, has is greatly needed in, in Southern Alberta and in the Calgary area. Continuing money for construction of Calgary and Edmonton's LRT system. Uh, $59 million, as I mentioned earlier, will be spent to uh, expand the U of C's veterinary school. Now, the city of Edmonton had asked for money for supportive housing, uh, for transit operations, for downtown recovery, and for the 2026 FIFA World Cup bid. N and of those, the province has promised $5 million to both Edmonton and Calgary um, for downtown recovery programs. There is no money in the budget for the FIFA bid, but when asked about it, the minister did say no final decision has been made on whether or not the province will help with funding for that. So they didn't, didn't crush the soccer hopes for the City of Champions, but they, they are certainly not committing to it, but they're not ruling it out yet. Um, there was no extra funding for the city's affordable housing request, but there is provincial money um, that was earmarked for affordable housing. They just weren't specific about where, where that will go, but they had a huge number. I think it was 25,000, somewhere in that ballpark, of affordable housing spaces that they say will be created by 2032 province-wide. All right, I want to take a break, Eileen, because in all those numbers and titles that you've shared with us, I'm not hearing Heritage Trust Fund. So I want to find oh, out if you saw that anywhere in the budget that. document. We will talk with Eileen Bell coming up shortly. Angela Cocott hanging out with you. Uh, Jalen Nye and Ted Henley are off today. Eileen Bell, 630 Chad News Anchor, has been going over the budget documents with us. And Eileen, I know this budget they're saying is going to be balanced. We're not going to see that $500 million surplus until next year. But have they been talking about what they're going to do once we start to see those surpluses when it comes to the Heritage Trust Fund? Well, that's exactly what they're going to do with the surpluses. Um, I'm sure that some of it might be leaked in a different direction based on whatever pending emergencies happening. But um, Minister Taves said that the, the plan is to start building back into the Heritage Savings Trust Fund. It's been uh, not been added to other than through interest in the last few years and uh, it has been rated a little bit so they're going to try to rebuild that and that's where the surpluses look like they would be headed at, at this point. And Eileen, even going back to the $133 million for their surgical initiative, as we've said, this has been around in different forms for a while now, but Premier Kenny was pretty clear the other day saying that it will be public money going into this. So it's not as if it's truly the private health care that a lot of people are concerned about. Uh, you know what? Um you can get, uh, let's say, cataract surgery right now uh, a number of ways. Mm -hmm. um, I had cataract surgery a couple years ago at um, uh, the Royal Alexander Hospital. It, it didn't cost me a cent. 
other people have had it at their doctor's offices and again it didn't cost them anything either the the point for the province was it was getting done and it was being done by the same surgeons uh, they were just being paid to do it in a different facility yeah and especially what we've seen through COVID over the last couple of years all those well what they'd say are non-elective surgeries but people needing to have hips replaced and everything else so it'll be int- encouraging to see that initiative and also the Alberta Works program or Alberta at Works program I'm sure some small businesses will be happy with that news as well I think so. Um, it depends. If you're talking about a small business um, like a restaurant that is having a hard time getting um, wait staff, uh, that's probably mm. not the kind of school program that the Alberta at Works uh, is dealing with. Uh, it's more looking for that tech company that needs some programmers. Like like the jobs are um, uh, in a higher pay range that the Alberta at Work program is is aiming at right now. Yeah, good, good point there. What I've been seeing today sounds good, Eileen. And I know we will be talking to you throughout the afternoon. Thanks so much for breaking things down for us. You're very welcome.